When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Got to take it. Got it! Boston wins! Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let, let's get right to it. All right, welcome in another edition of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. He's Bob Ryan. I'm Jeff Goodman. And we have a game seven, Robert, between the Celtics and the Toronto Raptors Friday night. We were 0.5 seconds away from the Celtics uh, leading 3-0 in the series, and nobody's come back from that before in, in the NBA playoffs. And now, um, listen, I'll tell you what, if I'm a betting man right now, I, I think I'm going with the Raptors in Game 7. First of all, if the Raptors win, the Celtics, each one of them, is going to, for the rest of their life, there's going to be .5 will be hanging over their head. It'll be the 28-3 in Boston Celtics history. It'll be the 1.3 in Scottie Pippen's history, right? 0.5, and, and, and a metal lapse of allowing him open. No matter who it was, it was totally open. All right, all right. Yes, I think the Raptors uh, are in a great position, and I don't believe in momentum at all. It's not that. It's just who they are. It's just the games that they're capable of playing. And, and their star, their current star, and uh, came up huge, and the Celtics' newly b- beloved and, and enraptured uh, guy did not. Uh, Kemba did not have it. That's why if I'm a Celtic fan, I'm rationalizing, uh, Kemba's going Kemba's to bounce back. He's a, he's a 30 waiting to happen. That's, that's a rationalization. I'm just saying, I'm speaking strictly fan rationalization and I'm, I'm putting myself in that category for this, but I respect, I have, I like the Raptors better than the Bucks anyway, coming in. We talked about this. I was a Bucks skeptic. We can get to that, but the Raptors have really impressed me and they really, they should be impressing everybody with their grit. Now it's interesting thing though, the talent thing. Remember this, if I'm the Celtics, you know, I'm saying, well, we have pounded them. Three times in this bubble, once in the, in the eight games run up, and twice in this series, we have wired to wired them. We, have, we are good. We, we, we can beat this team. So they're each going to be able to try to latch on to something, you know, in terms of the confidence factor going into that game. Yeah, you know, the biggest thing that, that scares me about the Celtics is, is the thing that can make them great at times um, and the thing that's, that's made Marcus Smart uh, a much better shooter. Um, is the leash that Brad Stevens gives them shooting threes. Um, I, I like it, but I hate it. I hate it because they're so trigger happy. And to me, like Jalen Brown, 
I know he played great last night, but sometimes you make a few of them, you fall in love with them. Oh, yeah, Jalen sure. Brown's best asset is what? Going to the basket, going downhill. North, uh, south. I'd much rather have him doing that than shooting threes. Marcus Smart, same thing. I know he made them yesterday early, but I would not want him shooting threes. Now, again, the last one he shot was a – I mean, that's just a Hail Mary type shot that yeah, he's actually that. got a decent look on. But I just – it scares me. Uh, and I think when they don't have um, – when they don't have Serge Ibaka in there, Toronto, they don't really have a guy that, that's a big-time shot blocker that, that you know – uh, well, Siakam's kind of, you know, he's a decent shot blocker, but he's out in the perimeter, so I'm guarding. They don't have a rim protector. So, to me, I would attack, attack, attack every time um, they're playing smaller, they've got Gasol underneath the basket. Daniel Tice had three penetration dunks. Yeah. Right. And, and, and what we're talking about here, about his play, he's really played well in this whole series, by the way. He's but, terrific. Um, uh, there were at least a couple of them significant occasions last night when the Celtics – played 2020 basketball, which I say passed up the obvious layup to go yeah. for the three. That's the game. We all know. Uh, Jeff. I know. I, I know. You I, hate I, it. I, you say you hate it. Yeah. You, you can't hate it. hate it more than I hate it. Yeah, I know. You, I know. Know how, you know how I feel about the three in general. But it's the game. It isn't changing. It isn't going back. That's it. Okay. Now, another, uh, one thing that I've said all along, and, and, and this has been going on for two years, or maybe three, what do the Celtics lack? They don't have a guy coming off the bench that yeah. is going to get you 15 or 20 on a, on a semi-regular basis, 15 at least, if not 20. They don't have that guy. Uh, they got a nice game the other night. They from one play, Bob, they don't even play a, a wing guard off the bench. Last night, they put Wanamaker, your backup point guard. Grant Williams is a four-man. Robert Williams is a five-man. He played eight minutes. Grant played seven. Uh, Shemi Ojale is, is a, a forward who played four. So right. they didn't even – they don't even put out a guy that's a scoring wing guard, whatever you want to call it, off the bench. Brad Stevens has eliminated that. Your boy Carson Edwards can't get off the bench, and, no. and rightfully so. Right. Yeah, and not that Norman Powell is the greatest thing on earth, but, boy, he, he, he was is last night. a lot better than what the Celtics have in that regard. And he has had some big games. And last night, of course, may have been the most significant game of his entire NBA career. Yeah. Quite frankly, that, and, and uh, he, he was tremendous and important and very in a, in a go, winner go home game. Norman Powell came up huge for them, and and they, he's he's a nice he's an asset for them. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a an interesting, very interesting series. Uh, I must admit, when the Celtics were up four in the OT, I thought pretty damn good. But boy, they made some big plays. Lowry has just been sensational. Tremendous. I mean, talk about an MVP in the playoffs. I mean, he's right up there with all the other names you can mention so far. You know, he's up there with Leonard. He's up there with anybody the way he's been playing, uh, you know, and, and you, you, you got you to gotta love it. So there's a lot to rationalize either way. You know, I'll say this as from a Celtic, from me, fan, one, and I'm, I'm out of the mainstream because most people take it a lot more hard, a lot harder if they lose. They lose to this team. I'm not going to feel that bad. I don't, I'll, I'll feel bad about the point five. Yeah. 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 I always feel bad about the point five. I mean, that, 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 that's a lockdown game. You got to win the game, but, but uh, losing to the Raptors is no disgrace in general. I'm sorry. No period. End of no, 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 no. no. You know, what would be, I, I do think if the Celtics win a game seven against the Raptors, um, I think it's going to be huge going into Miami because mm-hmm. Miami is just as tough, right? Maybe not as mentally tough as Van Vliet and Lowry, but, Physically, they're mentally tough. Their culture is strong. So I, I think if they can win a game seven, 
I do think that's going to be important going forward. But again, yeah. you, you got to get there. And Friday night's going to be a, a, a tough. It's going to be a war. I mean, you hate to use those terms yeah, well. with, with with a basketball game, but but in this day and age, with two teams that do shoot eighty plus three pointers, it is kind of a war with these two teams because um, again, Lowry, Van Vliet, see, I, like they're just. They're just guys who have that DNA of, of just yep. kind of working hard, chipping their shoulder. I remember, yep. Bob, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but I'm sitting at an AU tournament. It was actually a high school tournament in December in Lewis, Delaware, when Kyle Lowry was a junior in high school. I played for Cardinal Dockery uh, in, in, in Philly. And uh, I'm sitting there with a couple high major assistant coaches. I won't put their names out there. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass them. But I'm right with them. And we're watching Kyle Lowry, and we're just shooting the shit talking, and, and we're all saying, yeah, I just – I don't think he's good enough to play at the highest level in college. I, I don't think he's a high major guy. I think he's probably better suited for, like, you know, lower high major, you know, a Rutgers, a, a Seton Hall back then, somebody like that. And, man, has he proven me and those guys wrong. Did he have anything resembling this body then, or is this something yeah. that he's – No, he had the body, but that's what scared you in a little bit. Like, he had this kind of rotund, little yeah. – you know, he's short, he's stocky, he's not a great athlete. Um, but kind of like yeah, Khalid Al-Amin, right? Yes, yes. Not huh? as not as portly idea. as Amin, but close, yeah. All right. So, yeah. Well, and, and Bleet's been – Terrific! I loved I loved him in college. I I I was on that bandwagon early. I, I really was. Um, 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 and Olenobi, boy, is he growing up in front in our in front of well, our. That's eyes. the key. I actually think he's been the key in their in, in the series, especially last night, because the job he's done on Tatum, defensively, and he's making open shots. And Anobi is not not a guy. Right, not a guy I thought would be. We'll never, we'll never have to buy in, in Toronto if they win the series. That's for sure. You it, know. It, Honestly, um, well, it's been fascinating. Um, so, meanwhile, we have to uh, say goodbye to the fifty-three and twelve team uh, that you that I doubted all year. You did, but, you did. But there's an asterisk, obviously. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that Miami wins if he never gets hurt? Yes, I still think they win. I do. Yeah. I think they win. I think maybe it gets to six uh, or something like that. But they they were the better team when Giannis was on the court and he was healthy. They were. Um, I, I just. Again, I don't fault Giannis. A lot of people are faulting Giannis. Well, if you're the, the MVP, you're the best player. You should be able to carry the team. I, I get it. He's not that type of player, right, that's going to rain threes. So no. you can defend him. You can game plan for him a little easier. And I've said it all year. You, you've questioned Milwaukee, and I'm with you. And the biggest thing I've said all year is point guard play. I don't trust Eric Bledsoe, period. And to me, Eric Bledsoe is a, a, a point guard – for a lower a starting point guard for a non-playoff team or a great backup for a, a contender. And and he's putting a role right now, he and George Hill, they're just not good enough. And, and you need guys that you can count on that can space the court. You better have a point guard who can make shots, space the court with Giannis, make his life a little bit easier. And uh, and then, you know, DiVincenzo and, and Connaughton weren't very good in this series at all. So I, I – I don't think you can put the blame on on Giannis, but I think the biggest question, Bob, that we're going to hear over and over and over on ESPN and everywhere else in the offseason is, well, is Giannis going to you know request oh. a trade? Is he going to be in Milwaukee? Blah, 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 blah. I, I think he plays out his contract, 
I don't know if he re-signs in Milwaukee after his contract's up, but I don't – listen, but I would have said the same thing about Anthony Davis. Like, I didn't see Anthony Davis doing what he did, but ultimately it was Rich Paul, an agent, who got to him and basically told him, this is what you need to do. I'll do it. I'll take the hit for you. I will mm-hmm. force the trade and mm-hmm. get you to the Lakers with LeBron. I don't know how – I don't know who would do that for Giannis, but somebody can get in his ear and, and, and change certainly his, his oh, tune it, right now. Right. It, it, the nightmare has started for Milwaukee. Uh, they're going to have to listen to this incessantly until it's done. And, and, oh, uh, and, and if it's not done before next season – Oh, what a way! What a thing to be having hanging over, hearing this every night next season. Oh, no, they're in for trouble. Uh, that they're, they would have been well advised to get the job done as much as they could, you know. But I question them, and you know that's that. Miami, meanwhile, um, they're dangerous. I, that's the word I like. I use on them all along. Dangerous. Well, they've they've elevated themselves a little bit into a next whatever the next level up after dangerous is uh, formidable. How's that? Formidable. They're yeah. you know the, the, the shooting scares the hell out of you. And Bam Adebayo, oh boy, uh, I, he's better than I ever realized. I'll just put it that way. And he's the high school really AAU good. Bam. Like, I saw him a lot in high school in AAU, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, he's a killer. And then he went to Kentucky, and honestly, he was very mediocre. Very mediocre. And um, Miami got a steal with him. I saw something the other – last week I saw a film. Uh, it might have been J.J. Reddick's podcast, and he had D'Angelo Russell on, and, and they asked him, who's the one player you'd want on your team, like under 25 years old right now. And D'Angelo Russell, who does not play with Bam, he's not on the Miami heat. Mm. He said Bam out of bio. I was Ooh. like, Whoa, that's strong for Luca Tatum. I'm not sure I'd go that far. Me either. Me either. <laughs> yeah. but, but it was interesting that you'd even now, again, think about it. That's a guard who loves to play uh, in the pick and roll. D'Angelo Russell saying he wants Bam because he knows how much easier that would make life for him to have a big guy like Bam who can also guard. I mean, listen, he can guard at least four positions and he moves his feet well enough. He can probably stick with a point guard if it's not one of those jitterbug point guards for a little bit. Meanwhile, the most interesting development of the last several days in the other side of the country, we weren't – it's amazing – Four days ago, it was not even in the, on anybody's discussion, Rajan Rondo. This element that he's given the Lakers, if it's for real, if it isn't just a thunderstorm that's right. over and it's got a long-lasting soaking rain that's going to last for the rest of the playoffs, this, how much has this changed how you look at the Lakers? Um, a little bit. A little bit. I don't know if you can rely on Rondo um, every game. I think if you can get one out of Rondo every three games, get one out of Kuzma every three games, and get one out of a Dion Waiters every three games, you're good. You need that third guy. I mean, you do. You and I talked about this in the preseason. You remember we went through the list of the Lakers and Clippers? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? right. And remember, yeah, at the end of it, you were like, oh, man, like the Clippers are deeper. They're, they're, they're better than, than both of us thought until we kind of sard on paper how much deeper that, that the Clippers are in terms of their quality depth coming off the bench, because the Lakers really have, have nothing. I mean, remember the days when I, I would get it, people would try to compare Kyle Kuzma to Jason Tatum a year ago, like a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was closer to a year ago and say, like, who's better? You know, people would, I'd be arguing with people. I'm like, no, no, Kyle Kuzma can't really shoot the ball. 
you can't like he's a great second unit guy, but he can't be your third best player on a championship team. Now maybe he can be. I, I don't think he's their third best player. I think ultimately you're going to see that if the Lakers win it all, they're not going to have a third best player. It's a revolving door. It's a revolving door. It's got to be a part of that revolving door. Yeah, but but he gives him a dimension. And and the thing about it, when he's a guy that went in his Celtics prime, when he could put up triple doubles without scoring a basket longer than two feet. And when he makes shots, it's almost unfair. He's made shots in these two games including rather big ones in, in the game before this. And, of course, comes up with 20. Uh, yeah, that's not – Playoff Rondo, he's got, he's got 13-year history to prove to us that he, that's not him. He's not going to keep making those shots. But I, if you go all the way – I, I dial all the way back to 08 and against Cleveland, he came up big with some big shots. Yep. When we oh, he can make them. But, you watched <laughs> him practice before the games. I have. Like, he can make them in practice. Uh, he just never really made him in games consistently. Um, not a great shooter. But you know what? I think LeBron, the bottom line is LeBron can trust Rondo because Rondo's got that too. He's got that mental oh, toughness. He's, he's tough. Oh, yeah, he's right. tough. He'll oh, take the shot. He'll take it. He doesn't, obviously, because of, of what he's been able to do here in Boston, he doesn't cower to the moment. And, oh, and I oh, think no. that's so important you look back, to have alongside LeBron. You can't have a guy. And most of those guys, listen – I don't think Kuzma does either. I don't think Mark, you know, uh, Morris, Marquise Morris, Jr. Waiters. They're just not. They're not good enough. That group just scares me. That everybody not named LeBron and AD scares the shit out of me in the league, <laughs> right? Yeah, but they do have LeBron and AD. So it's 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 going to be you know. And it looks like it's going to come down to that. The Clippers. Now they've been here before. Are, uh, are you, you still know, in the, on the, the Lakers? Era, are you still? Are you still in on the Lakers, by the way? Like, are you still, if I said to you, who's going to win this whole thing today, are you still rah, rah, I feel good? I'm not ready to jump off okay. and right now. I, I, I have too much respect for LeBron and, and, and AD, but, but they're hey, they're flawed. I, it's, there's, no, there's no team for the ages this year. It's, a, it's available. It's an available. flawed, Bob. I, I would say this, like, what's the Clippers' major flaw? Um, they've got – like, it's not like Zubach is great, but he's a solid big. Harold coming off the bench is, is pretty good with his energy. Uh, obviously, you got Lou Will coming off the bench. That's terrific. You've got your two, your one-two punch. It's not as good as the Lakers' one-two punch, obviously. We Particularly know that. the way George has been in and out. Uh, right. No. Agreed. But no, and, and even in the best of times, the best one-two punch is LeBron and, and, yes. and AD right now. I mean, nobody should be able to argue that. Now the Clippers are deeper. They're playing when they play well. They look like a very, very difficult team to beat. Uh, they're, they're getting along right now with Lou Will being so-so, and he's a he's a twenty-five point game ready to happen. At any point, probably will explode in Denver's face in the next game. I bet. I think I'm looking for him to be the man to put him over the top, get it done, uh, and they're going to then get ready uh, for for the Lakers. Um, yeah, they're they're Kawhi. I mean. It, we just can't heap enough praise on his steadiness every night. And and I know everybody's talking about LeBron comparisons. And I keep coming back. The guy whose numbers, the steadiness, the every night, the metronomic of is Oscar Robertson. This, this is Oscar again, as much as it's anybody in the history of the game. And people forget, you know, the youngins don't, they don't Did he get guard? Did, did, did Oscar guard big time? Was he like an elite? Uh, as he got older, he, he had no – he, he took greater pride as he got older, particularly when he got to the Bucks. 
and and he, he went and you know he was the missing ingredient for the Bucks to win the championship. Uh, he he guarded them. He was there. West was always the most superior. You know, they were the they were the comparison guys. And sure. West was a superior defender for his career, no question. Oscar was not noted. You know, you wouldn't he wouldn't look you in the eye and tell you I was a great. Oh, he might, but he was really wrong. <laughs> oh, he would but, tell you he was great at everything. Yeah. Oscar is an interesting guy, but yes. um, anyway. But uh, no, he doesn't compare to Kawhi uh, in, in the defensive end of the floor. But anyway, Kawhi every night, 30, 10, 8, 30, 11, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, approach, 30, 30. Bob, his approach is unlike anybody others. Like, like, I just feel like even LeBron, like Kawhi's approach is what? He, he rarely, I mean, he'll complain about a call. He will, but he won't do like LeBron did the other night. Like LeBron, LeBron literally, it was, a, it was a cheap foul he picked up. He did not stop for like a minute and a half straight with the officials. Yeah. And, and now I get why Tatum is a is a whiner and a complainer because all he, when you watch and you're Jason Tatum and you watch LeBron and you watch every other star player, they don't shut up. It is so hard to watch now. And again, I come from the college game uh, too, where the players don't whine; it's all the coaches. The coaches don't yeah. shut up in college. It's awful. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season game spreads, totals, to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head up to BetOnline online today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Oscar, speaking of which, it was said of Oscar long and deep into his career. I remember he's the first guy I heard this said about uh, that he's played X years in the league and he's never committed a foul. So <laughs> he was known for that, too. Really? He's not bad? Yeah. Rick Barry, of course, another one. Oh. But – <laughs> but you know I've that's a phenomenon that's stories the so point only point being that that's a phenomenon that is as old as basketball you know but but uh it's it's very pronounced right now um yeah no so the clippers are you know they're they've been you know in the dock era they've been there knocking on that door and they haven't pushed yep. it open yet this got, is the you know, year. At least this is their to opportunity the, at least I mean, to get to the finals Right. And they got no excuse not to now. They got no. They got no injury excuse. They got no excuse not to. Uh, is they, it going to be a letdown? It, it, Lakers are going to play the Clippers. We're pretty confident of that. Yeah, is yeah, it going to yeah. be a letdown for the NBA Finals because you're going to have one of those those two playing against the Bucks? Uh, I mean, not the Bucks, the Heat or the uh, or, or the Celtics or Toronto. Well, is, you know the Raptors. You know the Celtics. You might be able to. They might be able to sell the public on the history. You wish you would easily sell them the Raptors. They they don't they don't move the needle. I guess at all. you know they certainly do above the border. But uh, you know can we you the sell North. the Heat. Can you sell a Heat Lakers series or a Heat? Like I don't think you can. I mean, I'd love to see it because man, it would be yeah. fun to watch Duncan Robinson. No, we we will enjoy it. Right. You know, but you know. Right, it, the, the the ratings might not be what, what they'd like, you know. But I mean, I the three, I never give a damn. It, whoever gets there, gets there, and it's fine with me. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, it, it'll be it'll be, uh, it'll be something. You know? So Billy Billy Donovan, we've talked Billy about Donovan. this a week ago. He got whacked. He he, he kind of got whacked, but he didn't. Okay, so my sources say Bob that there was a two year contract on the table for Billy Donovan, and he turned it down. He turned it down. He and Sam Presti kind of went sideways 
This was the last year of his deal. They haven't given him, listen, Sam Presti's done a, 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 a kind of a shitty job lately of assembling. I mean, you know, obviously he got ready. He got, he was able to get Chris Paul uh, in, in the Westbrook um, deal, yeah. but, but look at some of those other players. Like where's your offense coming from? Steven Adams, Lou Dort's a hell of a defender. Darius Baisley, he's got to play. He's got Andre Robertson still in the roster who wouldn't play for two years and can't make a shot. Like, I think Billy finally said, you know what? En- enough is enough. Uh, I'm not taking this contract offer. Um, this isn't, a, 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 you know, a scenario set up for me to succeed. It's really set up for me to fail, and the pieces aren't there. So I'm not taking this offer. Well, if I'm him, I got my agent making a Google Wise at Indiana. Of the, of the three available jobs we're talking about with Philadelphia, which do I want to get involved in trying to figure out that? No, yes. Billy doesn't want that shit. And no way. Chicago, you know, whatever. I, New, I, Orleans. I, New Orleans. New Orleans would be right oh, there. Got New I forgot about Yeah, New Orleans. Right, so, right, right. Zion. She's got, I, it'd be hard for me to believe he won't be coaching one of those teams next year. I, I think he will. I think it, it's funny because a couple of years ago, you would have said if he got fired, he might not have gotten another chance. I think this year – with no expectations, helped him yeah. land now another NBA job. Um, I, I think New Orleans would be one because that young core, I mean, they just – New Orleans, you've got, like, clay that you can mold. Oh. You know, with Zion, with Brandon Ingram, with mm-hmm. – can you get Lonzo to what I thought Lonzo would be? You got – you know, you just got a lot there. But Indiana, I'm with That's you. I mean, listen, yeah, they got good young pieces. You know, what they so- did without Sabonis. Right. And, you know, they were impressive. Now, that's the one I'd want. My, I mean, it, well, you know, but Zion's intriguing. I, I know. Zion's intriguing. He's the he's – the He's coachable. Ball. He's coachable. Ingram's coachable. Lonzo's coachable. I think that's the, the hard part for Billy. You know, he walked into a situation with KD and Russ. You're not coaching them. I mean, mm-hmm. and then you were left with Russ, and you're certainly not coaching him. Whatever play you're going to call, it, it doesn't matter. He's going to run whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> so I, I think that's where Billy enjoyed this year because at least Chris Paul is more coachable. Um, you know, he's stubborn, but he, he's competitive. I, I think they did a good job together. And, yeah, I think Billy – I don't see a scenario where he goes back to college. I, I really don't. I would be absolutely shocked no, I mean, I, if I, he goes back to college. Yeah, I, I would – I mean, these are two really enticing jobs out, out of those four. So I, I, I would think he'd have to be a candidate for one of them. But – I just go back. My, my Billy Donovan story is involves Rick. And when Rick Pitino took over the job in Providence, uh, I went down and had lunch with him and he was talking about, he's got this kid Donovan and it was, it was going to be a junior. And he said, I told him you got to lose 20 pounds. And if you don't lose 20 pounds, I'm getting, I'm, you're out of here. <laughs> and that's, and he did. And we all know what, you know, how that one worked out in Providence, you know, but uh, yeah, I was thinking a good that. segue, a good segue, Bob, because uh, it came out yesterday that um, the ACC coaches, I broke it yesterday morning. Yes. We're on a call and uh, all of a sudden I get a text from one of the coaches in the middle of the call. And he says, uh, I'm going to try to find the text, but basically the text was ACC coaches agree uh, on a proposal to include every team in the NCAA tournament this year. 346 are eligible of the 357. And uh, they all semi-agreed. I, I, they agreed. Listen, Coach K spearheaded it. 
from what I'm told, along with the Notre Dame AD, Jack Swarbrick. They were, they were the two that kind of spearheaded this. Mm-hmm. And um, my big thing I've been trying to figure out for the last 24 hours now, <laughs> here, here's my big thing. And I'll, yeah. I'll get your comment on what you think of the idea after. My big thing, what is Coach K's ulterior motive to this, Bob? That's what I want to know because there is an ulterior motive. I just can't imagine it's, well, we want to include every team. I don't know. I just, I'm not buying it. Oh, you know, I, I, I saw his statement and it sounded so, so, uh, you know, generous, yes. if you will. And so spirit, well, meet, well, you know, ha- happy. No, no, I, I totally agree with you. What is, what are the logistics of this? That's Stephen. I'm apoplectic. They haven't thought that far ahead. They haven't thought, they don't know what the logistics are. They just like the fact of. How can you propose something as completely and utterly radical and, and cumbersome as this? And, and then tell me, you, you, we'll figure out, we'll figure out later. We'll shoot first and ask questions later. No, no, this is, re- it's ridiculous. And I, I want to know, I want to know right, with you, what is the real reason? I think it's this, Bob. Here, here's my, I'm trying to put on my skeptic's hat, which is always on me anyway. Uh, and I'm trying to figure it out. And the only thing I can think of is the coaches, especially in the ACC, if you listen to like when K comes to BC and they beat BC last year, it's all about defending Jim Christian. You know, great coach, should keep his job, this, that. He does that with everybody. I give him a lot of credit. He, he yeah. really does. And I wonder if this is, let's throw it out there to include everybody. And then we'll try to just get it expanded to 96. Right. Let, let's let's push for everything and then we'll settle in the middle. Right. That that we'll, makes sense. I mean, I don't like it, but that makes sense. Right. You I know, don't I mind it for this year. Bob, I don't mind 96 for this year. If you want to do it for this year, I said this a couple months ago. Give every team, every conference, two automatic bids for the top two teams in the regular season. That's that's 64 right there. And then give 32 more when you expand it to, to 96 to, to uh, the, the at largest which will be primarily if you're giving two automatic bids to all the mids, all those remaining 32 will go to the high major conferences. Yeah. So they'll be happy. You'll have honestly 50 of these 75 high major schools will get in the tournament. So they'll all be happy. And, and you want to go 96, give some buys to, to begin with, whatever you want to do. Well, Coach K did say, I believe that this proposal is about this year only. Right. Because it's a strange year, it's an aberrational year, you know, and all that. But you're right. Uh, that's that, that now that makes sense to me. I know they've been talking about going in that direction for years. Look, I'm still fighting. I'm still angry. They went to 68. You know, yeah, so 64 was perfect. Yep. So but, with you. The first four. The first are, four, Bob, is like. I, listen, I cover the sport, and I don't want to watch those games. To be honest, I, I don't. They're not a part of the bracket. You know, I'm pack. Usually, I'm packing to leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. The next day, so yeah, I'm right. literally packing as I'm watching whoever it is, whether it's two, you know, high majors that don't deserve to get in, or, uh, you know, or, or or four of them ultimately, and then or four teams that 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 are you know that are in uh, via the 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 low major leagues automatic <laughs> berth and playing each other, and and nobody cares. No, but they do it. They did it, and that's it. Well, anyway, Coach, it's, that's a interesting – how long do you think it'll take for this to play out, you know? I, I, I think, again, I think most coaches, if you ask them, most what they should have done, Bob, was align themselves 
with every other league and every other coach and said, it's not going to, we came up with this, but let's get every league on board and put it out there that all 357 coaches are on board with this rather than just the ACC. And I think you would have had more power in numbers if you had thought this out. Now, I talked to Steve Forbes, uh, Wake Forest head coach, who's new to the last night. Uh, I talked to him, and I think he admitted that, listen, if we had tried to do that, it would have been leaked out to somebody, and they never would have gotten that far. But I would have tried. I would have tried to have a conference call uh, or do something with all the coaches saying, hey, uh, this is completely top secret. Tell me, are you in favor of this or not? Because I think if you had done it power in numbers and you had educated they just the organization is so poor now it's it's poor with all you know nba we saw it um nfl it hasn't been great most of the leagues and i know it's even harder to do in college sports because you've got so many different entities underneath the ncaa that don't even necessarily um work for the ncaa trying to get on the same page but i i just feel like the problem with college sports right now is everybody's out for themselves instead of saying how are we going to do this and have some semblance of, of a regular season first. Let's figure that out. And then we can figure out the NCAA tournament. We don't have to figure out the tournament today. Let's see what the regular season is going to look like first. Yeah, really. I still my, – my mind just can't grasp the idea of the logistics. I'm sorry. I just, just can't. And by the way, speaking of the NCAA tournament, I think we would be well uh, in, uh, to pay our respects to the late Tom Jernstedt, uh, who was – as much as anyone in the history of the tournament, the man who helped shape the, it into the final four March madness that we've come to know, you know, sure since when he took over the tournament in no 1973. Did a great and, job. Uh, it, 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 it's become so much bigger and so much more. And he, he gets a lot of that credit. Tom Jerns have passed away this past week. And uh, so I just think we should. On a, on, on a positive note, we'll, we'll flip that. And, and uh, my daughter turned 17 today. Ah, oh, happy birthday. 17. It's, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> crazy to me. I mean, That's I know two more years and she's off to college. And, and 17 so, so and let me, sports nut that you didn't know you had. Out of her mind. Out <laughs> of her absolute mind of last year. As we've talked about, it's been a lot of fun. But but let me let me give you something on the, the, the driving. She got her license like two weeks ago. <laughs> and, uh, and, and when I started teaching her early, almost a year ago now, she got a permit. I remember it was before the pandemic hit and uh, started teaching. Her. I'm like, she's pretty good. You know, she's, she's good. Like I'm impressed. I kind of took her inside roads before she even had her permit. And I'm like, all right, she's going to be pretty good. And then I think she tapered off a little bit, Bob. And she <laughs> tapered off. We've, we've had like three experiences, like where I was, I was, you know, worried for my own life and her life. And she getting uh, a little too confident, maybe taking it. To- <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know what it was, but, you know, she had one where she, uh, backing out of the driveway, we back out onto a main street here in Newburyport. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she hit the gas too hard oh. and, and ended up um, going the wrong way on the street. And we had Oops. a car literally coming towards us. So oh. I yelled so loud that the dog in the house, my wife told me, <laughs> um, heard me and started running to the door, worried about what was going on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's fun. It's fun. It's, um, Oh, it's a milestone. You get it's it's a, a milestone, milestone. but it man, is, it is, there, there aren't many things that are more stressful <laughs> than, than, than driving, especially in some of the, you know, areas like, like I can't imagine 
allowing her to drive in, in like downtown Boston. And I think I did it right away. I, I'm pretty <laughs> Although sure I, I at did this it. particular point in time, it's not quite as hectic as it would have been a right. year ago or right. six months ago. Seriously. Now's time, but, but now is not the time for me. I'm not, yeah. ready. I'm, not, I'm not ready to send her by herself into Boston. If, if she goes into Boston, I'm telling you, I'll be trailing her in my car the entire, the entire. <laughs> yes, it's not, it's not pretty, but happy birthday to, to my daughter, Talia. Um, uh, have a good weekend. Yes. Uh, and we have, we'll, we'll have the conferences decided. We'll know who's playing for the, the big prize next week. And yeah, we'll give a full preview, there. full preview hopefully. of next week, hopefully. And, uh, we're getting down to it here. We're getting down to it in the NBA, uh, playoffs and, uh, NFL. Tonight, Bob Ryan, tonight, Kansas City and Houston with fans in attendance at the the Dome, right? That would be very interesting. Yep. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready, too. Are you kidding? I'm I'm excited for for NFL action this weekend. So, all right, listen, uh, be safe, and uh, we'll talk next week.